The dim light from the unfamiliar star bathed the spaceship Endeavour in a gentle luminescence. It was a vessel of advanced design, its sleek form cutting through the vast expanse of space with ease. Astral charts and holographic displays buzzed with activity as they navigated the unknown territories. The crew, a collection of scientists, astronauts, and engineers, had been on several missions before, cataloging uncharted territories and searching for new civilizations. They had seen the spectacular and the bizarre, but nothing like this. As they neared the third planet in the system, a blue and green jewel hanging against the backdrop of space, Captain Roger's fingers paused over the console, a furrow forming on his brow. He adjusted the magnification on the main display, and the planet zoomed into view. The familiarity was striking. Is that? Earth. His voice, usually full of authority, now wavered with confusion. Commander Davis, his second in command, joined him, her eyes widening. Impossible, she whispered, her fingers tapping the data readouts, trying to discern any anomaly. The gravity, the atmospheric composition, even the magnetic fields, everything was a precise match to Earth's. The rest of the crew huddled around the displays. From geologists to astrobiologists, each was trying to make sense of what they were seeing. The Atlantic Ocean sprawled where the Pacific should have been. Land masses, mountains, even the rivers, seemed to be flipped. We should go down, proposed Lieutenant Grayson, their chief navigator. We need to see this up close. Captain Rogers nodded. With a heavy sense of anticipation, the endeavor began its descent. As they entered the atmosphere, sensors indicated breathable levels of oxygen and nitrogen. There were no massive storms, just serene clouds casting long, peaceful shadows on the land below. Touching down on the outskirts of a city, the crew's bewilderment grew. Skyscrapers towered above them, but their designs were inverted. Familiar landmarks from their own Earth, like the Eiffel Tower or the Sydney Opera House, were present but distorted, as if seen in a reflection. As they disembarked, the air was fresh, with a slight hint of unfamiliarity. The sky held an unusual shade of blue, a subtle reminder that they weren't home. Dr. Ethan, who had been collecting samples and studying the environment, looked up, his expression contemplative. Holding a soil sample, a mirrored version of Earth's own, he said, it's like we're looking at a reflection, not a real place. The weight of his statement hung heavily in the air as the crew prepared to venture further into this mirror world. The city spread out before them, skyscrapers gleaming in the sunlight, their reflective surfaces creating a labyrinth of light. At a first glance, everything felt familiar, like a long-forgotten memory coming to the forefront. But the longer they observed, the clearer the oddities became. A taxi, the bright yellow hue unmistakably reminiscent of New York cabs, sped past them. But it moved on the left, its driver's seat on the right, starkly opposite to what they knew. Buses and other vehicles followed suit, creating a mirror image traffic flow that was both mesmerizing and disorienting. Neon signs blinked with popular brand names, but they were spelled backwards, 
Their letters and logos are reversed representation of their earthly counterparts. Pedestrians shuffled along the sidewalks, but their gait was peculiar, a shuffle and a hop, different from the usual human stride. The sounds of the city were even slightly askew, with familiar noises being pitched differently, creating an uncanny soundscape. The crew continued deeper into the city, drawing curious glances from the inhabitants. These mirrored humans, though physically identical to Earth's people, moved with an almost fluid grace, their motions exaggerated and balletic. The mirrored version, of Times Square, was an overwhelming spectacle of lights and reversed billboards. At its center stood the statue, Lady Liberty. Yet here, she was different. Her robe flowed to the opposite side, her crown spikes tilted in contrasting angles, and her torch, brightly lit, was held aloft in her left hand. But it was her face that was most unsettling. Instead of the proud and welcoming expression they were used, too, this version had eyes that seemed hollow, and her mouth was set in a straight line, imparting an eerie impassiveness. As Captain Rogers approached a mirrored hot dog vendor, attempting to initiate contact, the vendor handed him a sandwich without a word. Taking a bite, Rogers realized it tasted sweet, not savory. Attempting to converse proved another challenge. The mirrored inhabitants spoke in recognizable languages but with a cadence that made it sound like a record played backward. Their emotions also seemed misaligned. A man in a business suit, tears streaming down his face, thanked them jovially for visiting their world. Nearby, a child giggled uncontrollably, then spoke of missing her mother with a smile still plastered on her face. Commander Davis, jotting down notes, said, it's like their emotions are out of sync with their expressions and words. Lieutenant Grayson, watching a mirrored couple dance in a way that seemed both romantic and mournful, murmured, or maybe, it's us who are out of sync with this world. The crew's attempts at understanding were just beginning, but it was clear that this mirrored version of Earth was more than just a geographical flip, it was a realm where every expectation was inverted. After their initial exploration, a formal invitation was extended to the crew of the Endeavour. In the heart of the city stood a grand hall, its architecture a mirror version of the United Nations headquarters, but with an added surreal elegance. Columns spiraled inwards, staircases twisted in directions that seemed to defy logic, and chandeliers hung with lights that shimmered in spectral hues. As the crew members took their seats among the assembly, the room buzzed with reversed whispers. Their every movement was observed intently by the mirrored inhabitants, curiosity evident in their backward glances and distorted murmurs. The spotlight then focused on the massive stage, revealing a figure they all recognized, yet couldn't quite place. It was a mirrored version of a world leader, his features familiar but his demeanor unsettling. The sharpness of his suit, the neatness of his hair, even the emblem of his nation was exactly as they knew, only reversed. But there was an otherness to him, an almost predatory grace. Clearing his throat, his voice echoed through the vast space, its cadence an odd dance between the familiar and the foreign. Welcome, he began, his words sounding like a song sung in reverse. We have waited for our counterparts. For too long, 
We have watched, hoped, and anticipated this union. His eyes scanned the crowd, finally resting on Captain Rogers and his crew. We are reflections of you, he continued, his smile stretching a little too wide, revealing teeth that were just a tad too perfect. You are the original, we are the echo. But an echo that has yearned for acknowledgement. As the address continued, a disturbing blend of history and fantasy, Dr. Ethan discreetly connected a compact device to the ship's advanced artificial intelligence systems. The device, designed for complex data analysis, whirred silently. As minutes turned to hours, the device finally beeped, its screen flashing with findings. Dr. Ethan's eyes widened in horror as he scanned the data. The mirrored planet wasn't just a passive reflection, it was parasitic in nature. Like a leech, it drew the very essence, memories, emotions, and even the soul from Earth, replicating and reversing them here. The process was slow, imperceptible to those on Earth, but over millennia, it drained the vitality, leaving Earth a little less vibrant with each cycle. This wasn't just about buildings or geographical layouts, it was about life itself. The mirrored inhabitants, their history, culture, even their emotions, were all drawn from their earthly counterparts. Their laughter, their tears, their very existence was borrowed, leaving a void in the original. Dr. Ethan, discreetly sharing his findings with Captain Rogers, whispered. This isn't just mimicry. It's extraction. If this continues, Earth might eventually become as hollow and vacant as the expression on that statue we saw. Captain Rogers, his face hardening, replied, then we need to find a way to sever this connection. Before it's too late for both worlds. Guided by the data from the ship's artificial intelligence and subtle clues, scattered around the mirrored city, the crew of the Endeavour made their way to the depths of the mirrored United Nations. Ancient hallways, long forgotten by time, spiraled down into the heart of the planet. Walls etched with cryptic symbols and artwork that depicted two worlds, one bright and another in shadow, told a story of duality and dependence. They eventually entered a vast, dimly lit chamber. The room resonated with a deep hum, a sound that seemed both alien, and eerily familiar. At its center stood a colossal mechanism, unlike anything they had seen before. It was a complex mesh of rotating gears, glowing orbs, and intertwined pathways of light that seemed to pulse in rhythm with the heartbeats of both worlds. Engineer Lu approached cautiously, his instrument scanning the contraption. His eyes widened in recognition. This is it, he exclaimed, the urgency evident in his voice. This is the source of their parasitic connection. This machine, it's like a bridge between our worlds, drawing the essence from our Earth and manifesting it here, in reverse. Lieutenant Grayson, studying the etchings on a nearby wall, pointed to a depiction of the machine with two figures standing beside it, one vibrant and full of color, the other a mere shadow. It's a balance, she murmured. They've created a balance of energies. We're not just linked, we're bound together. This isn't a one-way drain, it's a cycle. But before they could delve further, the room's entrances were suddenly flooded by mirrored inhabitants. 
Their expressions, usually vacant and distorted, now held a hint of desperation. These beings, echoes of humanity, moved with a purpose, forming a barrier between the crew and the mechanism. A mirrored elder stepped forward, his voice carrying the same disconcerting cadence. You cannot disrupt the bond. It has been our way of life, our very existence. If you sever this, the balance will shatter. Both our worlds, entwined in fate, will plunge into chaos. Captain Rogers, standing firm, responded, your existence is at the cost of our world's vitality. We can't allow this parasitic relationship to continue. The mirrored elder, sadness evident in his eyes, whispered, then we are at an impasse. For neither can thrive without the other. The standoff was palpable, the weight of two worlds hanging in the balance. The crew realized that the solution wouldn't be as straightforward, as shutting down the machine. They needed to find a way to untangle the connection without destroying the essence of either world. The once passive mirrored inhabitants now surged with newfound ferocity. Their movements, fluid before, became blurs of calculated aggression. Every alley, every corridor was filled with their number, all converging towards the crew of the Endeavour. As they retreated, Commander Davis unleashed a series of electromagnetic pulses, momentarily disorienting their pursuers. Lieutenant Grayson, equipped with a sonic disruptor, emitted high-frequency waves that caused the mirrored humans to stagger back, their sensitivity to sound being a crucial weakness. Yet, for every mirrored human they managed to push back, ten more appeared, their eyes filled with desperation and determination. The once eerily silent city was now filled with the chaotic sounds of battle. Amidst the chaos, Dr. Ethan's voice crackled over the crew's communicators. We can't simply disconnect the mechanism. But what if we turned it against itself, even if just for a moment? Engineer Lou, dodging a group of mirrored humans, responded. Use the ship's energy core to overload the feedback loop. But it's risky. If we push too much energy, we might destroy both worlds. There's no choice. Captain Rogers yelled, as he fended off a particularly persistent mirrored adversary. Do it. Reaching the Endeavour, Dr. Ethan, and Engineer Lou raced to the ship's core. With deft movements, they began rerouting the ship's vast energy reserves. Using a series of conduits, they prepared to channel this energy back into the ancient mechanism, hoping to force it into a temporary state of reversal. Outside, the crew formed a defensive perimeter around the ship, their advanced tech holding the line, but barely. Every passing moment saw the mirrored humans adapting, their connection to the mechanism amplifying their resilience. With the conduits in place, Engineer Lou looked to Dr. Ethan. Once we initiate the feedback loop, there's no turning back. Dr. Ethan nodded, determination in his eyes. With a deep breath, they activated the connection, and a brilliant surge of energy raced from the endeavor into the depths of the mirrored United Nations, targeting the heart of the mechanism. The city vibrated, a symphony of both worlds resonating together, as the energy sought to disrupt the millennia-old bond.
The moment the feedback loop activated, a maelstrom of energy tore through the mirrored city. Pillars of light shot upwards, piercing the darkening skies, as the ancient mechanism struggled against the raw force exerted by the Endeavor's core. Every mirrored human, from the elder in the great hall to the commoners in the streets, stood paralyzed. Their usually vacant expressions now contorted in pain and confusion as the tie that bound them to earth was violently pulled taut. The great machine's reverberating hum, which once echoed the heartbeats of both worlds, became a deafening scream of metal and energy. And then, with a final, cataclysmic burst of brilliance, it shattered. The mirrored planet convulsed, reacting to the sudden severing of its lifeline. Landscapes shifted, buildings, monuments, and entire cities began to disintegrate, dissolving into a silvery mist. We need to move. Now! shouted Commander Davis, as he ushered the crew back to the Endeavor. The ground beneath them cracked and heaved, as if the very fabric of the planet was unraveling. With engines roaring to life, the Endeavor rose into the atmosphere, its hull narrowly dodging collapsing skyscrapers and whirlwinds of dissipating energy. The once mirror image of Earth below them now looked like a canvas being washed of its paint, leaving only the raw, untouched material underneath. Safely back in orbit, the crew looked down on what remained. No longer a mirrored reflection, the planet was now a barren, unformed rock, its tie to Earth severed and its stolen vitality returned. The remnants of the mirrored planet twinkled below them, a solemn reminder of the intricate dance between creation and destruction, and the price of imbalance. With coordinates set for home, the Endeavour sailed away, its crew forever changed by the mirrored world's haunting reflection.